the spiritual gift of knowledge is knowing what we now have currently that lives within us to fight this spiritual warfare. Welcome to today's teaching on Today Forward. As we understand all that God has provided for us, we can learn how to put our past behind us and move today forward. And now here's Mitch and Terry. Terry, our heart and desire is to tell people what all lives within them. It truly is. It truly, truly is. To understand the power of the Holy Spirit, that God has equipped us to be victorious. We have saving faith. We have the fruit of the faith. We have the gift of the spirit of faith that we talked about so much. All these are just to help us understand that God's on our side. That He's not the enemy. That He has equipped us. God has equipped us to fight the enemy. And it's through faith. This cannot be stressed enough. We have to have faith in believing that we can hear from the Holy Spirit of God. We have to have faith and believe that uh, my sins are forgiven. We have to know who we are and what we have in Christ as believers. Beginning to understand now these spiritual gifts. Spiritual. I like that word, spiritual. That invisible power now that exists in us as born-again believers. And it's all developed by, by knowledge, isn't it? Yes. Getting knowledge. That's what Second Peter begins to talk about here in chapter 1. I'll just read some of this and we'll go from there. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Back up to that first verse. We've been talking about this faith, this precious faith that we've received as believers. We all have the same measure of faith. Now what we're going to be discussing is knowledge. How knowledge increases your faith. So the spiritual gift of the knowledge can function in your life. And grace and peace can be multiplied. Yes. that's And it's through the knowledge of God. It's through reading His Word. It's through believing. The Holy Spirit wants to purge unbelief out of your life where you're trusting and believing in God's Word and what it is telling us. I just want to read a verse quick here in John 17, 3. This is... And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Knowledge of God is eternal life. It's eternal life. And knowledge of God, the spiritual gift of knowledge, is knowing what we now have currently. Ooh, that's good. (laughs) that lives within us to fight this spiritual warfare. Understanding all comes about by knowledge. Unbelief goes away when we understand knowledge and believe it. And this is what Paul is telling us. I want you to increase in knowledge. As you increase in knowledge, your faith increases. That's why he didn't want us to be ignorant. That's right. So we can increase in our faith. And Peter says the same thing. They agree. 
it's wonderful how scriptures agree with each other. Because when we were reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul was telling us not to be ignorant of spiritual gifts that live within us, knowledge purges out ignorance and unbelief, does it not? You bet. And this is what we're trying to accomplish, isn't it, Terry? In our life and in the lives of the believers, we're wanting to purge out unbelief. We're wanting them to receive their own revelation on this because it's so important to have a victorious life. We have to understand who God is and what all He has provided for us. Yes. Let me read another scripture here in Second Peter chapter 1. I love this. I got to go back to verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, according as His divine power, those spiritual gifts, invisible power, as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him, there's that word knowledge, of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Goes on and talks about the exceeding great and precious promises. But it's all because of the knowledge of God. This is what will empower us, is this knowledge. We're not just gaining head knowledge to say, look at what I know. We're wanting to gain head knowledge that turns into heart knowledge, where the Spirit of God is moving upon us, and we begin to take what head knowledge we have and apply it. I believe that's called revelation knowledge. Uh, That's the way I like to term that. It becomes real. It becomes part of your spirit. It's a knowing in your knower. (laughs) You have to know in your knower. And it's by faith we believe what we're reading in order to go forward in our walk with the Lord. We have to learn to trust and believe what we're reading. So the gifts of the Spirit can begin to operate in our life. You want to go back to 1 Corinthians 12? Yes. All right. I'll start with the first verse again. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be uninformed You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is a curse, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking about 2 Peter where you're talking about knowledge. Knowledge will increase your faith in believing I have the Holy Spirit of God living within me. Knowledge will increase your faith believing that the spiritual gifts can operate through me and flow through me as the Spirit of God deems it necessary. It's all by faith and knowledge. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and every one. To each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, And to the other, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. And I want to stop there because this is what we'll be discussing. Knowledge. At the beginning, we were discussing head knowledge to grow in our faith of understanding who God is. The knowledge we're talking about now is this supernatural, spiritual power of knowledge that we receive from God. We we cannot train our minds to facilitate this. I think it'd be a good time to insert this definition. A word of knowledge is a definite conviction, impression, 
or knowing that comes to you in a mental picture, a dream, through a vision, or a scripture that is quickened to you. So it's a, it's a supernatural insight or understanding of circumstances, situations, problems, or a body of facts by revelation. I know this is kind of wordy, but, but the point is that it's without assistance by any human resource, but solely by divine aid. It's by God himself through the Holy Spirit. This is why we want to understand head knowledge, what we were reading in Second Peter first. This way we build up confidence and trust in what we've been reading. This is why we have the book of Acts, to demonstrate to us how all these gifts were operating in the early church. And this was to build our faith up, to understand, okay, I can receive a word of knowledge. And the word of knowledge comes about through a dream, a vision, through this mental picture. And you can also receive revelation as you study the Word, a word of knowledge. And it's all about building our confidence and believing that I can hear from the Holy Spirit of God. I believe that I can receive a word of knowledge as the Holy Spirit deems it necessary to accomplish a certain task. Let's talk about that head knowledge versus heart knowledge a little bit more. Okay. As we read the Word, we get head knowledge. But as it gets down into our spirit and is revealed to us, it becomes revelation knowledge. Okay. So it, it helps us in our walk. It helps us understand things that are happening around us and what's going on. But this word of knowledge, this supernatural word of knowledge, comes forth out of the spirit of God. Spiritual realm. It's the spiritual realm revealed to our mind. That's why they're called spiritual gifts. Yes. Invisible power. This again. invisible power is revealed as the Holy Spirit deems it necessary for a certain task. Just what you're saying there. It's a revelation of the divine will and plan of God. That's what this word of knowledge is. It's revealing God's plan. It's not something we learned it's not something that came through reading in a textbook, so to speak. We're, we're reading the Word of God, and it becomes revelation knowledge. But now because we know the Word of God, that these gifts are available to us, that's when it becomes real by His divine will and plan. Did I say that right? You said it perfectly. This is what we're trying to convey. Because this is why we have the book of Acts, I believe, because it describes beautifully the gifts of the Spirit operating. It gives us that history of the early church and what they did and what is still available for us today. And it's by knowledge of reading the Word and believing, okay, this is how it all operates. And I'm believing and trusting in God. I'm believing and trusting in God that the same anointing that was on the apostles and on the early church is on the church t today. That same Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? The same Holy Spirit. That flowed through the apostles, flows through us. Flowed through Jesus. Yes. Woo. And we see this in Acts chapter 10. And we're all familiar with the story of Cornelius and, and Peter, the encounter that Peter had with Cornelius. 
But prior to this encounter, Peter receives a vision from God. And I'm not going to go through the whole account, but I want to go through what transpired after he received his vision. Acts chapter 10, verse 19. While Peter thought about the vision, this is the gift of the Spirit operating through him. He received a word of knowledge through a vision. The Spirit said to him, I like that. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit said to him. So the Holy Spirit's talking to him in his mind. Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them. And he tells them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. (laughs) Only believe. (laughs) Peter receives this word of knowledge, the supernatural knowledge, spiritual knowledge. Terry goes right back to John 16, verse 13, doesn't it? The Holy Spirit will reveal and teach and guide us through the commands of the Father. John 16, 13. Yes, would you read that, please? Wow. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will disclose to you what is to come. There you go. So Peter receives this vision. He's meditating upon this vision. He's thinking about it. The Holy Spirit spoke to Peter to reveal to Peter that he was able to go to the the Gentiles now. But you know that the Holy Spirit only revealed certain things to Peter, only that he needed to go to the Gentiles and doubt nothing. Don't speculate why you're going. Don't try to figure this out. I'll reveal to you later on what this is all about. But he received a word of knowledge, and it was through a vision. And he acted on it in faith. It goes right back to this building block of faith. Yes. He had saving faith through the spirit of faith. Now he believes in the gifts of the spirit of faith. And you got to remember Peter's background here. They were taught not to have anything to do with the Gentiles. So there's a whole new revelation coming forth here. But Peter got up and acted. That's a key part of our believing, too, is that we need to act. That's it. I found it interesting when the Holy Spirit told Peter, don't doubt. I don't know how many times I've read this, but you think about it. He's saying, don't speculate. Don't think about it. You just go do what I'm telling you to do. And it goes right back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'll read from the ESV. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the Spirit of utterance, and to the utterance of knowledge. What I'm getting at, it's the Holy Spirit of God as He wills to accomplish something. And to accomplish what Peter had to do was through a vision. Peter didn't think about this, did he? He wasn't up there, well, how can I do some of this? He didn't even have to do this. It just automatically happened. The Spirit of God moved on him to accomplish this task. And it works the same way for us today. Because Peter was a willing vessel. He wanted to do the Father's will. And this is how it will operate in our life. To do the Father's will, we have to be a willing vessel. Believing the gifts of the Spirit are for today as well. They did not die out with the apostles. We have to believe it by faith that I can receive a word of knowledge from God. 
Noah building the ark was another example of that. He got a revelation of the divine will and plan of God. Well, he didn't have the whole picture, but he just started and it took him 100 years to build that ark. And there was no doubting. No, he just acted. By faith. It had never rained before. <laughs> he was building a boat. <laughs> wow. And he has this supernatural faith. Yes. To compel him to build an ark for 100 years. He could have never thought that up in his mind. No. It had to come up out of him. And that's the way it operates through us. When God assigns you a task, he's going to accommodate the faith to go along with it. And you have to recognize this. This is how you can discern whether it's from God or not. If you have to struggle... It's probably not from God. If inside you're struggling, I'm not saying you won't receive opposition, but I'm saying there'll be this faith to carry out the task you've been assigned. I think one other thing you might have is peace. Yes. It's that fruit of the Spirit. Yep. That's why it's important to understand saving faith, fruit of the Spirit, faith, and then the gift of the Spirit of faith. And now we're talking about the word of knowledge and how it operates. If God gives you a word of knowledge through a dream, a vision, or even simply through reading a word, or when you're having a prayer time with the Father, or you may even be driving down the road and He says something in your mind that you would have never thought about, it's probably from God. If He's telling you to go do something that you would have never thought about on your own. Peter would have never went to the Gentiles. No. He had to have a vision. about the sheets coming down, and then he had to have a vision of men coming. It was all supernatural to do the will of God. And what we're trying to gear our minds around is to step out of the flesh, Terry, with our five senses and start operating in our spiritual senses. Yes. And I'm thinking of Hebrews chapter 5, and this is, I believe, Paul writing this letter, starting with the 12th verse. And the writer is talking to the Jewish people because they're wanting to revert back to their old ways. They're wanting to step out of faith and go back into something they can see. They're stepping out of the spiritual realm now, wanting to go back. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. What's this talking about, Terry? It's talking about saving faith again. They're wanting to revert back to saving faith again. Because they're having doubt and unbelief because Satan has lied to them, saying you need to go back doing the sacrifices. You need to go back into the law. You need to go back into all those things. He's saying you should know this. Yes. Why aren't you believing this? You've been taught this. This is our basic doctrine. And they've been taught the spiritual gifts. Because we see this as well. Verse 13, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. We can apply this to today. If you're only here at the cross of saving faith, and that's it, you're unskilled. Because you're struggling with believing that you're saved by grace through faith. And you're struggling. And you won't move today forward. You'll stay right there. So you're unskilled with the spiritual gifts. You're struggling with trying to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. 
you're struggling with understanding the gifts of the Spirit, how they function and operate in your life. Because you're unskilled. And this is what we struggle with and can struggle with if we don't have faith and believe and trust in what God's Word is telling us. You're unskilled, but you're equipped. And don't know it. You're don't ignorant. Know. You're just ignorant. <laughs> it goes back to 1 Corinthians 12.1. Ignorance. Remember, it goes back to what we talked about earlier in, in John chapter 16, verse 9. The Holy Spirit is trying to purge out this unbelief. And they've quit listening to the Holy Spirit and got back into the physical realm. And this is where Christians go most of the time, back into the physical realm, because I'm not seeing anything manifesting. Let's go over this one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a battle. I've been equipped with all the tools, and, but if I don't have the knowledge how to use the tools, I'm going to get killed in the battle. Seriously wounded. Yeah. That's why I want to I go from the basics of drinking milk or the basics of knowing about the tools to the meat of knowing how to use them. There you go. And verse 14, this is what it's saying. Just exactly what you're talking about. But solid food belongs to those who are full age. That means we're maturing. We're stepping out of saving faith. We're walking in spiritual faith through the fruit of the Spirit, through the gifts of the Spirit. That is, those who by reason of us have their senses the senses, the word senses there is referring to your spiritual senses exercised to discern both good and evil. This is why we need to understand faith. This is why we need to understand the word of knowledge. And all the other ones. And all, yes. <laughs> all the rest. The of nine them. gifts of the Spirit. We need to understand those. So we can discern, have this discernment, the spiritual discerning power that lives within us. God has equipped us to discern good and evil. He's equipped us with a word of knowledge. He's equipped us with wisdom. You're telling me if I'm having trouble or I'm struggling in an area, I'm not using the tools like I'm supposed to be using them. That's exactly what I'm saying. You bet. And many of us are still struggling because we don't know what we all have. And I'm thinking of Paul in, in 2 Corinthians 13, where he says, examine yourselves whether you're in the faith. I think that's verse 5. Examine yourselves. This is what we need to do. Examine yourselves whether you're in the faith. Now, we can look at this examining yourselves in the faith as, am I still stuck over here in saving faith? Am I beginning to mature in the fruit of the Spirit in my life? Am I allowing the Holy Spirit to mature this? Where am I at with the gifts of the Spirit? Do they even function in my life? Have I ever been taught them? Yes. <laughs> That's another thing. But what I'm saying, we need to examine honestly where we're at. We need to receive revelation from God. Just ask Him, is there more to my relationship with you that, that I'm not grasping or understanding or, or am I just plain ignorant of? What's wrong with my thinking that I'm not getting this? Yes. And he'll answer you. He'll reveal it. <laughs> yes, he will. This is how we operate, isn't it, Terry? Absolutely. We go to the Word to receive knowledge, head knowledge, so the Holy Spirit can draw off of that, so we can move forward. 
we ask questions. We, we talk to the Lord about this. Lord, what's this mean? We want to get a true revelation of all this, of what it means so we can teach others. You know, Mitch, sometimes as, as I read Scripture, I come across stuff that I don't get it. And that's okay. That's okay because I'm seeking. I'll set it aside and the Spirit will reveal it to me when I need it. The Spirit will reveal it to you as you need it. And as you were talking, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He gave me a word of knowledge. He referred back to Acts chapter 10, where we were talking about Peter. Peter only received a certain portion of revelation through that dream, didn't he? A word of knowledge. Because that's all he could digest at a time. And that's what you're saying. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to you when you're ready and capable of receiving this revelation. Because you're not ready to digest it yet. That's all this is. It's not that you can't learn it. It's the fact that the Holy Spirit has not revealed it to you yet because you're not ready to digest it. But He will reveal it to you in time as you continue to seek. And that's all this is. This is the process. And it took me a long time to wrap my mind around all this. You know what I'm saying, Terry? It was like I'm reading the Bible, but nothing's becoming clear to me. And I would get kind of frustrated. But then I got to where I was asking God, I quit relying upon my knowledge and my fleshly understanding of reading this and started realizing the Spirit of God wrote this Bible. So the Spirit of God is going to reveal it to me as I begin to seek Him more and more. And then the Word becomes more clear to me as I continue to read it and seek Him for guidance and direction and understanding His Word, what He's trying to reveal to me. I recently read of, of uh, one of the great evangelists of the past century. I can't recall his name, but he wasn't a very good reader. And as he would preach, he would stop at a word he didn't know and preach on that, what he had just read. And then he would start reading again beyond that word and <laughs> preached again. He couldn't read fluently, but he read enough that he could get what was in his heart out. And many, many people believed. He had confidence and trust in the Holy Spirit of God. And he was yielding himself to this, to say what needed to be said in order to reach people's hearts and lives. He takes the weak things of the world to use them. He does, because we're willing vessels. The weak people are willing vessels. It's the ones who think they're important who think it's their charisma, it's their abilities that, that get them through, that, that it's hard for them to be used by God because they're letting self and selfish motivation enter into this. But a man out of a pure heart, man or woman out of a pure heart, God can use them because their faith and confidence is in God and in the power of the Holy Spirit, not in themselves. This is the difference. Trusting in the truth that's in us, the comforter, the helper that has all the knowledge of the universe, the creation, everything that we could ever possibly need is in us and revealed to us by his word. And Terry, I'll be honest, I know it's hard for, for us to grasp 
this invisible power. It's, it's hard to rely upon something we can't see because we still are in the physical and our five senses still operate and function. And so it is difficult to grasp the, the spiritual. But God, in his infinite love and wisdom and mercy, gave us these gifts, this invisible power, so that he could manifest himself out of these earthen vessels that we're in to show himself true. That is amazing. He demonstrated his mercy, and the mercy was backed up by action. And he understands our condition. He has equipped us with everything we can possibly have to be victorious now. We are victorious. We want people to move today forward. We want them to receive revelation and understanding God loves them and has equipped them.